0: Racing podcast. For official news and exclusive content, follow us on Twitter at Honda Racing BTCC and on Facebook at Honda
1: Ywasa Racing. Hello, and welcome back to Brands Hatch for the finale of the British Touring Car Championship season for 2014. My name is Rory McAllister. Back in March, the season started here on the Indy circuit with a decent start for Matt and Flash in the Civic Tourer with Matt bagging third and second place in races one and three respectively and Flash also managed to finish second in race two. As the season progressed, things improved for the Honda UASA racing team, with Flash landing the first win for a tourer in a British touring car race in Race 3 at Donington. Thruxton saw three more podium finishes for the boys, with Gordon securing more podium points at Alton Park and Croft. And at Snetterton the boys added another two podium finishes. And then there was a win for Matt in Race 1 at Knockhill. Hill. Gordon finished third in the same race, but that was the last time we saw the boys on the podium spraying champagne. Since September, and through Rockingham and Silverstone, it's been a frustrating and difficult season for the drivers and the garage team, but spirits have remained as high as possible. Then it all came down to this weekend here at Brands. Colin Turkington came here as leader on 417 points, 50 ahead of Jason Plato and 100 points in front of Flash, making it impossible for Gordon to land a second title. Later in the podcast, we'll reflect on the three races here and get reaction from both drivers. I've also had the privilege to talk to managing director of Honda UK, Phil Crossman, and we'll hear what he had to say later in a very candid interview. For now and for the final time, our regular podcasts feature a different corner at each circuit. I talk to Matt and Flash about their favourite corners and why. so, Gordon, here we are, end of the season, the GP circuit at Brands Hatch. Uh, your favourite corner at this circuit and why? Um, Quite a few of them, actually. You know, the whole of the
0: Grand Prix looks pretty spectacular. Um, you know, Hawthorne is, uh, is a 5th gear right-hander, but probably the the most exciting is, uh, is Dingle Dell, as, as it used to be called. I think it's called Sheen Curve now. But, yeah, big, big commitment, very tight under the trees, very narrow and... Uh, Again, fifth gear with a little bit of, uh, little bit of airborne antics off, off the kerbs on the way through. So yeah, it's probably my favorite. So you definitely take the GP circuit over the Indy one? Yeah, every day, uh, for me, it's a lot better and uh, yeah, privilege to race on.
1: So at the end of the season, here we are at your favorite circuit. We've heard from Flash, but your favorite corner and why?
2: My favorite corner at Brands uh, on the Grand Prix circuit is Hawthorne. It's um, just after the long straight flat out sixth gear Pilgrims drop. And it's fifth gear. It's very high speed. Very big commitment. There's a lot of grip. It's slightly banked, and uh, the Civic's always awesome around there. We can make it a lot of time, wet or dry. So it's it's a big commitment. Unfortunately, we're only allowed to use the Grand Prix circuit, or Brands Hatch is only allowed to use the Grand Prix circuit, 11 times a year because of because of noise regulations. And um, we're one of the lucky championships to get one of those 11. But um, it's always great to finish here at the final. And. Always look forward to some good racing. And with Hawthorns as well, I mean, on a
1: weekend like this where it's hammered it down with rain, okay, it's dry at the moment before qualifying and the sun's out, but just talk us through the difference and even coming down it in the dry and then in the wet.
2: You're committed in wet or dry and it's fifth gear in wet or dry, so it's very fast, it's slightly banked so you can carry a lot of speed in, um, use a little bit of the kerb on the inside, you ought to be careful how wide you run it out because you run out of road very very quickly um, and then if you if you run it over the exit rumble strip it can knock your brakes off so you have a long brake pedal for the next corner westfield which again comes up to you pretty quickly and it's a it's a fast corner too <laughs>
1: Still to come in the podcast, I'll be talking to the Managing Director of Honda UK, Phil Crossman, along with his partner, and Timms. But for now, just a reflection on what's happened so far today. Two DNFs for both Matt and Flash in Race 1 here at Brands Hatch, with Matt being airlifted to hospital. Uh, we've actually just heard from his father and team principal, Steve Neal, and pleased to say that Matt is actually OK on his way back to the circuit and heading home, uh, which means Gordon was then sixth in race two and starts race three in fifth position on the reverse grid here at Brands Hatch for the finale of the season. For now though, a talk with the big cheese, the big man, Phil Crossman, the managing director of Honda UK. He took time out of his busy schedule to talk to me earlier on this afternoon. We're sitting here in the back of the media truck. Um, It's quite posh this in here, isn't it?
3: I always wonder why on here. I've been coming about for two or three years and never been in this room until today. I've been in twice. So it's very exciting.
4: It's taken the whole season for me to be allowed up here, so that's fantastic.
1: It's almost like a proper VIP entry, isn't it? But um, well, Phil, welcome. Thanks very much for coming along, and thanks very much for, for joining us. Um, obviously, as you can expect, Phil, you know, with you being managing director of Honda UK, there's a lot of questions and a lot of answers that, that people would like to hear, and I'm sure um, after the whole season as well, there's there's things that you know we'd like to have your thoughts and feelings on. But um, there have been some questions submitted um, and I've tried to edit those down as, as best as I can. Um, but the most pressing question, Phil, uh, people would like to know, what's your salary?
3: Uh, just not enough, really.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if I was
3: paid what I earned, I would be retiring, I tell you.
1: <laughs> and uh, no, no, no thoughts of retirement yet? Yeah. I mean, I, I hear you're just coming up for your 60th birthday on the 21st of December.
3: I thought I was only 38, no absolutely no thoughts, love what I'm doing, love working for the company and we're about to go to one of the best periods we've had for the last 10-15 years so actually I think next two or three years is going to be a wonderful time to be here.
1: Well I mean I think your love for the role does show, I mean you know you're here every single weekend over the touring cars you know you clearly like that, I saw your tweet earlier where you um, took a picture of your T-shirt and your pass and your sunglasses, saying it's the last time I'm going to need that, need that for this season. Um, but just you know, give us a bit of background on yourself. You know, where, where where did you grow up? How did you how did you do at school, and how did you get to where you are now?
3: Uh, I was born in Coventry. Didn't work hard enough at school. Then I was brought up in India. Came back. Uh, Gonna go into the REF right up until the day before I had to apply for the um, selection tests, and ended up working in the car factory, Triumph Motor Company. Uh, where I became an apprentice, qualified as an accountant and then spent the next 35 years working in the car industry. So, can't do anything else, one trick pony really.
1: And the RAF, what was it you were trying to get involved with particularly there? I uh,
3: always wanted to fly and that was it. So subsequently I learned to fly but uh, ran out of money um, and then I spent a lot of time over the last 10 years working on leadership schemes with the RAF so it's been quite a, an ironic twist really. Yeah.
1: So if we ever see the real development of like Honda planes or like a Honda airline, then we'll know who's behind that.
3: I'll be the man to fly it, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> and again, just going back to your Twitter feed, I mean, it did make me laugh the way you've sort of listed all the different areas that you're responsible for, you know, it's like automobiles and boats and lawnmowers.
3: <laughs> um, Honda is a unique company, nothing like anything else i ever worked, no other company I know like it. And the range of product to be able to sell a 50cc moped right up to an executive jet, on four wheels, two wheels, water. It's just wonderful. And the products we make are generally the best in their class. So you know, it's a great company to be associated with, any question.
1: Well you'll be happy to know even I drive a Honda now as well. Yeah, I yeah <laughs> I couldn't get one off the guys, I had to go and buy one myself, but kind of we,
3: have, we could have got you a deal Laurie. we Should have
1: just got you. Well maybe for when mine comes up for renewal. So um, okay Phil so, well you know what's it like, you know, being a big cheese? Uh,
3: To me, I just feel as though I'm the same person, so it doesn't make any difference to me. I just do some of the things I do are really good. The really good things are very good. The bad things are very bad. That's about the difference between my whole job.
1: And is this true? I mean, you know, Phil is a manager, do you tend to manage and direct the house at home?
4: Don't be silly. <laughs> that is my job and my role. <laughs> no, he's probably the person who is least like a managing director at home than you could ever, ever meet. I don't think any of our friends and family knew the role he did. And sometimes even I, when I say to people what he does, I think, is this the guy who really comes home and walks the dog and helps around the house and just a normal sort of guy?
1: So you quite are quite literally... Phil's managing director than you are. <laughs>
3: completely, completely, You know what I say, Rory, every, everybody's got a boss.
4: <laughs> Excuse me, behind every man, there's a very good
1: woman. <laughs> and a dog as well, that's brilliant. Tell us about your dog, because I love dogs.
4: The dog wins every time. Uh, I knew I was second in the list, because his two children would come first, but now I'm third, the dog comes before anybody at all. He walked through the door yesterday, hadn't seen me for a week. The dog got all the attention. <laughs> but we love lovely black Labrador that has made a huge difference in our life, exercise and fantastic.
1: What's the dog's name? Murphy. Murphy, brilliant, because he is a black lab, isn't he? That? is a black lab. <laughs> <laughs> mischievous things, aren't they? Hard as puppies. I mean, that's a, that's probably more of a challenge bringing up the pup than it was doing the job, Phil. Uh,
3: it was for the first 12 months, but after that, it's been fine. It's all in the training room. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, you know, as far as, um, you know, Phil the man is concerned, you know, outside of the Honda office. I mean, Anne mentioned there, you know, your, your two children. Um, I mean, do you have any grandchildren? Do you want to tell us about, about, about your life outside of the office?
3: Well, uh, the last few months, there hasn't been much life outside of the office, but generally it will involve sport, eating out and drinking.
1: OK, and what sort of sports are we talking?
3: Uh, anything with a ball and anything with wheels. So, love Formula One, love uh, MotoGP, uh, go to watch Country Rugby Club used to be Coventry Football Club but not so much now but now the Wasps have bought into the Rico Stadium I reckon Friday night Coventry Rugby Club Saturday afternoon Sky Blues Sunday afternoon the Wasps what a weekend
1: OK, so eating out, I mean, you mentioned there are lots of eating out. Where's the, where's the first place you go to?
4: Our local. <laughs> we have a, a lovely local wine bar that does really good food, happens to be owned by friends of ours, and it's in walking distance of the house, oh, which makes a big difference.
3: Yeah, and I do like going there, but when I go to their house, I just look at it and think how many times I've been paying over their bar and think, <laughs> well, you know, a bit of this house is actually
1: broken by me. And have they been cheeky enough to ask for tickets for here?
3: Uh, no, a lot of my friends, it's mainly rugby fans, so I don't think two of them know much <laughs> about racing, so it's fine.
1: <laughs> and uh, cuisine-wise then, you, know, you say you like eating out, what, what is it you particularly like to, you know, if, if you could sort of you know describe your ideal Friday or Saturday night, how would it work? With a body like this,
3: big portions, clearly. <laughs> uh, Friday night's always got to be a curry, anything else after that, I'll eat anything. And what
1: about a curry, what, what dish would you go for?
3: It would have to be a uh, chicken pateer beef curry.
1: Right. Okay. Because Richard Tate Harris, you know, who's part of the team, I'm sure you know, struggled for a beef madras last night. Was he was sweating? (laughs) I'd I'd have paid to have seen photographs of that. (laughs) Well, there are photographs, so I can show you those. So, uh, Richard, if you're listening, I apologise now. You said there um, sport, eating out, and then you said drinking, um, which I quite like. Uh, You know, uh, he sort of strike me as a man that likes likes a pint of ale.
3: What gives you that impression?
1: So yeah, the Christmas do at Honda. Somebody wants to buy you a drink, but perhaps, but, but but perhaps they're you know feeling particularly awkward, and they don't want to be seen to be sort of like trying to schmooze with the you know, the big cheese, as it were. And you say, "What well, pint of Guinness is absolutely, it?" Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Phil. And um, the other thing, I mean, you know, you've made a few jokes about your stature. I think you're absolutely fine personally. But one thing I would sort of, why are all MDs tall? Because, I mean, you're like, what, six, six, two, six, three? Six, four. I don't know. I have absolutely no idea.
3: When I was uh, younger, they all seemed to be smaller than me. But um, I think generally people are just getting
1: taller. I think that's the case. Well, just someone to look up to, quite <laughs> literally. <laughs> but, uh, still not as big as Matt Neill, though, isn't no, he No, is, uh, he's a towering he's presence. He's, he's like a sort of walking Empire State Building, really, isn't he, Matt? And he's...
4: Philip's son It's taller than Philip. He's nearly six
3: seven. Yeah, tell us about your kids. Uh, my daughter teaches in Leamington. She's a five foot five, long red hair. And my son is in the car design team at Land Rover. Six foot seven, stick insect, blonde. So very different, and they're twins. And they're twins.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like oh, they're twins. It sounds yeah. like they got successful careers then already so far. They
3: have. They found their way, know, it's really pleased as a parent. All you want is your kids to be happy, and then to be happy at what they're doing. And they've both found their niche in life. It's absolutely great.
1: Uh, No grandchildren yet, no. Not yet. Okay, all right. We got the
4: first wedding in uh, in December, so and that's my son.
1: Okay, weddings. All right, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that later in the interview, Anne. The other thing, obviously, I've been asked to to ask you is is next season what's happening. What's what's your thoughts on that?
3: Uh, Our thoughts are we really want to do it. Um, Two things we've got to think through. We do this as a PR exercise. it's nothing to do with Honda Racing, Honda Racing development. So it's got to be part of that PR action. Next year is going to be the biggest year in Honda cars for 20 odd years, and we've got to try and find another way of getting into being racing. It's madness not to be in it with Type R being launched next year. The car is sensational. So our absolute ambition is to continue as we are, have a works team, and probably support maybe uh, another team, somebody like uh, Andrew Jordan, um, not as a works team, but you know provide them with an engine. So we're still working on all that now. It's our absolute ambition to be here. So we've got a bit of work to do on it, and we're hopefully back in Superbikes as well next year.
1: Well, even looking at the uh, Type R con- uh, concept at, at Goodwood, you know, earlier on in the year, I mean, I think people would be really, really excited if if, if that was to race next season.
3: I think it'll get everyone's attention. I mean, the man of attention they've got at Paris Motor Show is huge, and I think in Geneva in March we'll see the actual production car. Saw it a couple of weeks ago up at factories have just come off the track. And people won't be disappointed. It's not that far off the concept car. It's pretty sensational. Uh, Got to drive it in um, Toshigi in April. It's pretty quick. Can I have one? Buy
1: one. (laughs) Come on, Phil. Come on, staff discount. What are we talking? It must be at least 50%. Uh, I don't
3: know if you'll get a discount on that car. It's going to be sold out, I reckon.
1: Just you know, a, a word on the job as well. I mean, um, you know, do you see yourself now in this for the for the rest of your working career?
3: I'd hope so. I can't ever imagine working for another company. So I would like to uh, stay as Honda for as long as I can. It's a great company. It's about to get into a golden era back in uh, globally and in Europe. You know, I think the words used about Honda in the last few weeks: sleeping giant, mojo back, Honda's back. Absolutely feel it. You know, I was lucky enough to be uh, in the business from 2000 onwards. 2000 to 2008 was the most fantastic time, just new product, consistent growth, a great image around the brand, that's all coming back, you can just feel it, you know, the success is back on the track, MotoGP a couple of years running, you know, we've done really well in every sporting aspect we go into, back in Formula 1 next year, good times. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. and you've got some nice trips abroad then, I would think, if you're going to go off and <laughs> see some of the F1 stuff.
3: Well, you know, if I'm called, <laughs> I'll go. But, uh, <laughs>
1: And Anne, you're going to go too, right?
3: Oh
4: well, if I'm called, I'll definitely go
1: too. <laughs> <laughs> you can invite me as well, if you like. You'd be like, so. We'll
3: bring Rory as well. Yeah.
1: Thank you. That, that would be great. But um, not even tempted to even maybe go for a European role or whatever. You're happy here in the UK? No,
3: I love being. In, uh, I love cars. I love being in the UK. I love uh, motorbikes. I love our power equipment. You know, and we've uh, got a great bunch of people in Honda UK as well. Uh, and I've worked in there for 14 years. Very happy to go on as long as I can. With, you know, it's a great bunch of people. Great place to work and a whole new era coming, you move to Bracknell, which is a chance for a fresh start, change a few things, a lot of new product, great.
1: And, and just, just a word on that as well, I mean, you know, the thousands that, that download our podcast, you know, to any staff in Honda that, that are listening to this now, you know, what, what would you like to say to them specifically, directly?
3: Well, I think the main thing is to thank everybody because they, you know, there isn't anybody at Honda that doesn't work absolutely flat out. People are really passionate about the brand and uh, they're probably, you know, it's like, sounds like a cliche, but it's a fact they are our biggest asset. You know, people work at Honda not for the money in many cases, but because they love being with the brand, they love the association with it. Uh, The amount of work, effort and commitment from people is just inspiring, you know, and uh, I think that's almost a global thing. I went to Italy a few weeks back for a Honda Circle, and there was people from all over the world and the passion and enjoyment of the company and being part of it's just
1: wonderful. Now, before I go, there is one last thing. You know, we have got your 60th birthday coming up, so we can't forget about that. That's on the 21st of December. Um, but I spoke to Anne last night. You know, we had to obviously ask a few a few people if uh, if we were okay to do this interview. And um, and Anne said to me, she said, "Could you be ever so kind to perhaps try and weave the kind of introduction of a proposal?" And I think she's talking <laughs> marriage here uh, into this into this interview. So, I mean, what would you say to that? I'd have to wait and see if I was asked. For it. I don't know. Well, Matt Neal proposed on Christmas Day to Karen Neal, so your birthday's the 21st, you know, four days later. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No, probably not. That's commitment,
4: Anne. <laughs> He'll say, no, that'll be taking the thunder away from my son, Mark.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Another wedding over that weekend, so...
1: Well, it keeps you on your toes, Just doesn't it? Got a shadow over Mark's wedding. So. <laughs> well, Phil, it's been a pleasure to... Uh, to talk to you like this so candidly as well, and thanks very much for giving up your time because I know you know you're a very busy man with a busy schedule, and um, and I think I think people will like like what they hear. So uh, thank you very much for for taking the time to talk to me.
3: Pleasure. Thank you, Rory. Good to see you. Thanks, Anne.
4: Thanks, Rory. Thank you. Yes.
1: end of the 2014 British Touring Car Championship season. And Flash Sheddard wins Race 3 and finishes third in the Drivers' Championship, much to the delight and applaud of the Honda UASA Racing Team Garage here at Brands Hatch. It's the third year in a row that Race 3 has been experienced in the wet. It almost seems to be a regular experience here, but the team delighted in the pit lane at the moment. The second half of the season has been very, very tough indeed, and all the mechanics, Hugging each other at the moment. Everyone's pretty happy. Even the grid girls are delighted. Yeah, Sophie and Flo. Yeah, yeah, at least you stayed dry. Everyone I else is soaked. Yay. Woo. That was how to end it. A mark fantastic.
0: Woo.
2: <laughs>
1: Get in, you beauty. <laughs> So we're here in the pit lane, Gordon's wife, Gillian, happy with that.
4: Yeah, yeah, what a way to finish the season, isn't it? You're only as good as your last race, as they say, and uh, yeah nice to go home with a win.
1: Well, Flash said to me earlier he said he was going to go out there and win, and he's done it.
4: Well, yeah, that was the plan, but it didn't look like it was going to happen after race one, did it? So, uh, yeah, he's he's definitely had a a tough day at the office, but, um, no, great result, great way to finish. Really good for the boys as well, and the team, they've done a really good job of rebuilding that car, they worked really hard. He said the car was brilliant, and if you saw the mess of it after race one, then just it's a credit to the boys for rebuilding his car. So, So he's
1: just being interviewed by the ITV at the moment, See, so look over there, proud of your husband?
4: Absolutely, yeah, always proud, no matter what, but, you know, it's, it's good for him to get a win.
1: Flash, you stand here in the rain, your wife holds an umbrella over your head. You've managed to win race three, your third now in the championship for 2014. Obviously not what you wanted, but you must be happy with the way it finished.
0: Yeah, great to, great to finish on a high. I mean, after after race one today, I, I doubt whether we would even get back on track today. And, you know, Matt's obviously pretty badly beat up. I don't feel the best, but... You know, the guys put in so much effort all year and, you know, what a way to finish the season for the Civic Tourer, you know, with a, with a win. It's they often say the wet's a great leveler
1: and, uh, you know, God, that thing handles well. Well, it's almost becoming a regular occurrence, isn't it? Seeing uh, Honda steaming over the line in the wet here at Brands Hatch at the end of the season. Yeah,
0: but that's, you know, it shows how good the chassis is on the car. You know, it's, um, you know, it's absolutely fantastic. And as I said, this one's for everyone at, at Dynamics. Everyone, you know, at Honda and UASA for, for everything they've done this year, because it was a bold project at the start of the year and uh, to finish on a high just gives everyone a little lift as
1: we go into the winter. Well, even going back to April, Flash, you know, race three, Donington, you got the first win in the, in the Civic Tourer.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, we've, I think we've created a bit of history this year and uh, I'm very proud of what everyone's done.
1: here we are back in the honda Yuasa racing garage with the celebrations going on while colin turkington receives his title for 2014. He said some nice words there just before the podium before you got up there about your teammate matt Neal. but uh, just a word to him at the moment yeah i mean you know we you know, we, we base everything on teamwork
0: at Honda and uh, at UASA, um, and it's a bit empty because half, half my team isn't here. You know, Matt's obviously going you know, duffed up pretty bad. I don't feel particularly great at all, but. You know, one down, and they ain't going to keep both of us down, so um, a nice way to finish.
1: Well, Gordon, well done on the win at Donington in the Torah. At least you've made history there. Well done on your race win today. You finished third in the Drivers' Championship. Good luck for the winter, and thanks very much for everything you've done during the season. Cheers, thanks. Thanks, Flash.
0: The Honda UASA Racing Podcast. Without racing,
1: there's no Honda. <laughs>